from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Touchdown, Clyde Edwards Chiefs got by by the hair of their chitty chin chin against the uh, Carolina Panthers. We have it all broken down for you. We're going to hear from Matt Derrick coming up here in a little bit. But we're brought to you by Built Bar. Today's episode is all on Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off of your next order. This is going to be a fun one because there's a lot to look at. I didn't expect this outcome, and I think we both got a little bit caught off guard. We'll get Matt's opinion as well. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics, and your host at RGR Football. Really do appreciate it. And the Chiefs head into this bye week at 8-1. and one. I think we both had them right about here when we started the season, right? Yeah, and I don't think we had them losing to the Raiders, but I guess at this point it's not really that surprising considering I think the Raiders are a lot better than I expected them to be this year. I know you picked them to be better than I did. Yeah, but at the end of the day, we we both had them with one loss, so it feels like despite the ups and downs, that they're pretty much on track. Yeah, and I would agree with that. I think you're seeing uh, this team coming together, especially on offense. I think that's something to be very uh, impressed with, with the way that they've continued to fight through and I think get better in the past couple of games than they have been previously. And I know that they're not playing the best defenses, so the question becomes, is it something they can continue down the line? But uh, at this point, I think you got to feel pretty good about the offense. Uh, A couple of notes, it does look like the Chiefs are going to be without Taco Charlton for a while. He has a fracture in his right leg, uh, so he is going to end up going on IR. Not sure how long he'll be out uh, as the Chiefs head into their bye week this week. And it looks like Hamilton strained his hamstring, so that's going to be something that you're going to have to watch. But with two weeks off until the next game, I think that's a good situation for them. Yeah, I agree. That extra week really makes a difference. And uh, quite frankly, I'm a little bit relieved for Taco because – when I saw that happen, I felt like it was an ACL-MCL territory that could have been devastating. Um, a, a bone is going to give you, unless it's just shattered and has to be rebuilt, a simple fracture will give you a few, three, four weeks, and you should be able to put weight on it again. I, I anticipate that that will slow him down, certainly, but won't put him out when they need him down the stretch. I'm glad to see that. And Hamilton, a soft tissue injury like that, we've seen him have them and come back before. So I, I feel like all in all, Things could be a lot worse for injury situation after this game. Yeah, and it looks like Fenton also is added to that injury report, has a little bit of an ankle injury, but I think that with two weeks off until the next game, I think he'll be good to go for the the Raiders game in two weeks. You look at this game for Kansas City, and it really came down to, I think, the defense not playing up to what you expect them to play up to. And I really think that the other thing was the Panthers were really treating this like their Super Bowl because they just kept making play after play and insane catch after insane catch. I remember at least four of them that I couldn't believe they got. Yeah, I mean, their their skill guys were on fire today. And credit to Teddy Bridgewater as well. Um, when he had to scramble, he did, and he delivered the ball in places that, while they had to be spectacular catches, they were able to get those completions done and more well, power. And he, and he threw to the blitz. Kansas City blitzed a lot, but he threw to the blitz, and that's how you beat it. And so he played really well in that regard and gave them a chance late in the game. Uh, I was really kind of surprised they went with a kick there. Um, I understand the thought process that you could actually win the game, but, man, that would seem like a brutal play call yeah. from 68 yards in that, in wind. that wind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have wanted Bucker to do it. I'd put it that way. Um, you know, a couple of guys that – did stand out. I thought Fenton played a pretty solid game, so I'm happy to see that it's not a terrible injury. Looking forward to LG Sneak coming back uh, after the break. And quite frankly, it's time to let Willie Gay free. 
Well, and that'll be really interesting to watch because I'm not exactly sure. He wasn't playing in the second half of the game very much, and I was kind of surprised by that. Uh, and I'm sure it was just some, one of those things where you're trying to do specific things on defense and whatnot. But, man, I really would like to see him on the field more because his speed is something to, I wouldn't say marvel at, but it's, his speed can really limit what the offense can do at certain, in certain situations. Absolutely. And quite frankly, him coming downhill and taking on blocks, he he obliterated a fullback lead block that was great today. And that's something that even on, on their best days, you don't see Damian Wilson and, and Anthony Hitchens accomplish. Nope. And I do think that he will continue to get more playing time. It's just going to be a matter of time. And I think, you know, this defense, I think that they're going to actually, I think in some ways this this game was good for this defense because they're going to have two weeks to digest this and get ready for that Las Vegas game. And I guarantee you they're going to be fired up for that game. Yes, they are. You know, and I think they finished it out. Um, holding on on the offensive side, but I thought Frank Clark put in some good snaps late. I know there's been some question about him. I felt like he rallied as well. I think they need to get their communication down in the secondary a little bit. Saw a couple of flip-ups. We're going to talk with Matt Derrick about that here coming up in a minute. You know from listening to the show that staying in shape is part of my routine. That's why I love Echelon Fitness products. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as the feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers you the next generation of connected fitness bikes, mirrors, rowing machines, and all their stride smart treadmill. No matter what your fitness level is, what your activity is, Echelon can have a fun and challenging workout in the comfort of your home. Their world-class instructors will motivate you and thousands daily, live and on-demand. Studio-level classes always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. One membership lets up to five family members work out at the same time. And right now, you can try Echelon Fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash NFL. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash NFL. Post game, a squeaker, one that we might not have actually seen, but we have Matt Derrick, so he can tell us why I shouldn't be too panicked. But how are you, Matt? <laughs> I'm okay, and I don't know if I'm going to tell you not to panic or not. <laughs> so it might be a go ahead and let that loose. All right. Um, long day, one that I didn't expect to see this score, uh, really materialize and be such a tight game all the way down the stretch. A lot of things that stand out. And quite frankly, for me, it was didn't quite really see the intensity until after halftime. I thought they got caught with their, their guard down a little bit, like we've seen them do in the past. Yeah, the intensity of this game to me actually looked like, I mean, there was a fear I had going into this game for the Chiefs that it could be that you get that that kind of effort that you sometimes see before bye week, that guys are already on the bye, and maybe you just don't bring the intensity. And since they did play, I thought, with a lot of intensity last week, there are a lot of reasons why maybe that you could they could come out and play a little flat this week. And, and I think that they did. I mean, there was inconsistencies on both sides of the football. Um, the offense, I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to still give them a relatively high grade because score 33 points, don't turn it over, pretty effective. But they missed some plays. They were a little bit too balanced and out of balance towards the pass today that I was kind of really surprised about. And, you know, and defensively, there were some lapses. So, I mean, this this was a sloppy game, but they win it. So I don't think there's too much to worry about. Well, I think there might be injury questions that we'll need to find out about. But the nice thing is, is you go into the bye week uh, and you have a couple of weeks to get people healthy. I think Rimmers has a rib injury that I'm surprised he came back in the game for. 
Uh, I do think that that's going to be something to watch over the bye week, but hopefully you're expecting that Mitchell Schwartz comes back after the bye. So overall, I thought Kansas City uh, looked very sloppy the first part of the game, and I think Tyree Kill and Patrick Mahomes were just not on the same page, and that really hurt early on. It did, and you know, and they were off connection, but you know, part of it too is I was really surprised, and I mentioned that you know that the Chiefs went towards the pass more this game than I expected. I thought it would be you know one of these RPO type games like Buffalo, where they end up leaning towards the run because Panthers just don't have a very good run defense. But um, you know, I think forty six, I think pass plays today, and what nine, ten, I think rushing plays. I mean, that's pretty crazy. That's a that's a complete misbalance there. So I I I I I think that this game there's a lot of things that just made it weird. And on the injury front, yeah, I mean you're right. I, I you know losing Mike Rimmers hurts. I mean especially because if you do get Mr. Schwartz back, you'd hope Rimmers could be able to move over back to left guard. Um, Al Gray seems like he's been playing well there though. So uh, you know it's it, at least you feel like that you're in decent shape there. But depth is still challenged, and you saw it today. You know, with Yasir Durant needing to come in, had some good snaps, but there were some there were some tough moments too for a rookie Placina's first real action. And you can't really hold that against him. I was a little bit disappointed to see that they went back to their old lineup in the middle. You saw neither back was really able to get anything going. Went a uh, two point eight and two point oh yards per carry this week. Uh, were you surprised that they went from Kilgore back to Ryder? I wasn't terribly surprised. I mean, I'd, I'd gotten the sense all along that once Ryder was healthy, that that he would be back in there. Um, they've been listing Kilgore as the starter on the unofficial depth chart, which, you know, they usually don't do unless there is a permanent change there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I never I never got any sense from the coaching staff that this was a permanent change with Kilgore and that it really was just, you know, taking some opportunity to give Ryder some rest. You know, I think the thing that really sticks out to me, and we haven't mentioned this yet, so I need to make sure it gets mentioned. Patrick Mahomes passes Dan Marino uh, in the record books and ha- gets his 100th TD, passing TD, uh, three weeks ago. I wasn't sure that he would get there uh, just because he had been doing one and two a game. Uh, but two games back-to-back, five and one and four in the next, uh, really got him there. You know, he's at 101 passing touchdowns in 40 games. Uh, and as you pointed out, Matt, what is it, 89 games to get to 200? Yeah, and hey, uh, this current rate, he'd get there in 80, so he'd crush that Dan Marino record, the second Dan Marino record, right to 200. And he crushed this one, because Dan Marino's first one was 44. That's pretty significant. I thought on the day, he, uh, he clearly played well enough to get the victory. I thought, again, the miscommunication early, not being on the same page with Tyreek, I probably slowed that down, or he might have actually surpassed it as it was. The bigger thing for me was a little bit of cloak and dagger on the part of the Panthers really led to him taking some hits that I would really rather see him check out of, change the play, get away from that. I thought Patrick got hit too much today. Yeah. And, and you know, that comes back once again to the fact that, you know, 46 pass plays, I, I did not expect to see that coming. And it really surprised me because I was, I was actually thinking about this earlier when we were talking about the, the Tyreek and having 18 targets and nine catches and it really seeing a little bit of out of rhythm early, but and some of those were short balls, but, you know, they were pushing the ball deep downfield early. And it, it seemed like it was really being kind of forced. And on a day where the wind was swirling and causing some issues in, in, in pass game and the kick game, I was kind of surprised that the Chiefs were doing that. I mean, especially because they've done such a great job of kind of taking what they've been given. I thought they did a better job with it a little bit later on. 
Um, but you're right. I, I, it, it did seem like they put, you know, Mahomes a little bit too much at risk. Maybe he put himself a little bit too much at risk at times trying to extend some plays. But then again, at, at times, he also had plenty of time to throw. And the, the Panthers did. I mean, they, they do their thing where they will drop a lot of guys back. They tried to do that today. And uh, it just didn't work. I mean, I you know, this, the, the Chiefs passing game finally found its rhythm in the second half. Well, the one thing that really sticks out to me that I was really disappointed in is I think that this Carolina offense can be good, but I didn't expect them to score 31 points. And I think, and honestly, they probably should have scored 30 uh, for closer to 34 because they missed a field goal that they probably shouldn't have made. But, you know, you sit there and you watch this game and you watch the way the defense played. The defense, I think, took a step back in this game. Uh, and I think that that's something that they need to get figured out over the bye week. Hopefully they're going to start getting healthier. Uh, they did lose Taco Charlton early, so you have to figure that that uh, isn't going to help uh, because they're already shorthanded on the defensive at the defensive end position. Yeah, you know, and and give it up thirty one points. I mean that it ties the season high for the Panthers. Um, they're not that kind of offense. I mean they are they're, they definitely followed their strategy, which is that they like to turn in limit possessions. They, they go with long drives, and they did that. They got that part of it done. Um, the, the problem with Chiefs was, is that they, they let the Panthers, you know, execute too much. I mean, they were, they were, they, they converted on too many of those drives and the Chiefs, you know, defensively, I mean, this is, you know, looking at the score and looking at the opponent and taking that all in consideration. I mean, you could say and argue that this is their maybe worst performance of the year, maybe behind the Raiders game, maybe right there. But at the same time, I mean, I, I I felt like it was just a game that maybe they just didn't have the energy when they found themselves. There was a period for three about three drives, I think, there. It kind of ended the first half, beginning of the second half, where they seemed to kind of find their rhythm a little bit. And that's what really, I think, you know, proved to be the game winner. I mean, they had two short drives that they were able to stop the Panthers at the beginning of the second half. And, and those were essentially the two drives that won the game. There's a lot to it. And there's a couple of guys need to get called out on the positive side and the negative side. On the backside of this, we'll get into who really stood out today. Built Bar is back along with Built Go and has some great new things for you to try. Some of them are flavors. Some of them are new mixtures, new concepts in what Built does. So check out Built Bar, Built Go, and the whole nine yards. My personal favorite still remains that uh, caramel brownie. And uh, I like that coconut one as well. Bill Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go check out the peanut butter. It has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. It is absolutely delicious, in my opinion. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BillBar.com. I got to jump in real quick. The guy that stood out to me and, and stood out in a bad way, Dave Tobe. I think he had probably one of his worst games as a def- as a special teams coordinator for Kansas City. Uh, the fake punt, uh, you know, I get that they were sending people, but man, they had multiple people that they could have thrown the ball to on, on that specific play. Uh, not being ready for the onside kick, uh, I think that really could have cost him. And obviously, uh, you know, Butker missing a field goal and missing another extra point. Yeah, I mean, the fake punt, I think, is definitely you know a little bit of room for concern. I mean, at the same time, I mean, it was a really risky spot for the Panthers to try and pull that off. It's true. Um, but, you know, there was there was there was nothing conservative about the Chiefs, you know, special teams play on that. Um, the onside kick, you mean, yeah, maybe you need to watch for that. It was not once again, I mean, it was a really aggressive play call for the Panthers at that particular moment in time. And 
you know what? The Panthers were all in mode today. I mean, it, this was their Super Bowl. They tried to leave it all out there. And so give them credit for that. Um, you know, I still think that uh, there's a, a lot of finger pointing on the, on the point after the touchdown tries with Butker. And everybody seems to have a theory. I don't, I don't even know what my theory is on it for sure. Um, the Chiefs are defending everybody. Hey, it's not, not Harrison's fault. It's not Townsend's fault. It's not Winchester's fault. Uh, and maybe the, the truth and reality is maybe it's a little bit of everything, but, um, you know what? And then the field goal today didn't really bother me because in, in that wind and those conditions, it did look like it was an odd kick the way that it just came off his foot. I mean, it was fluttering all the way. So yeah, you don't normally see that off of, of, of Butker. But it looked like he was also trying to keep some balls low today so that they yep. didn't get up in that wind. And, and, and both sides, I mean, you know, hey, Panthers missed a, a, a makeable field goal, too. So it was a tough day all around for special teams. And that's one phase of the game that you just don't generally see as a weakness for the Chiefs or anything that they have to compensate for. Um, clearly, they were able to do that, just barely. A, a couple of guys that stand out, clearly, Travis Kelsey, there was no answer for him whatsoever. I attribute that a lot to... Uh, rookie Jeremy Chin being out, surprise inactive today. I'm not sure what that came down to, but they clearly weren't able to adapt to the fact that Travis was hitting them early, hitting them often, going running up all kinds of yards, yak-wise, and that is something that you would have seen, expect to see a little bit more adaptation to. I think in the end of the day, you just keep feeding it until it works and it, more power to them. I don't know what they do from here the next time that they get a team like this. Uh, this is a great day for Travis Kelsey. He really stands out in, uh, against his career, doesn't it, Matt? Yeah, it does. I mean, he was, I think that ends up being his third highest receiving total in his career. His, you know, career best was 168, comes in at 159 today. Um, he's been on a, stre- a real stretch here. I mean, that's back to back games, 109 yards last week. Uh, he's playing great football right now. I mean, it's almost like he's unstoppable. And when, when Kelsey gets into these modes, He's capable of ripping off a few games in a row where he really puts up some big numbers. Um, I don't know how you stop Travis Kelsey right now, because especially when the Chiefs offense seems like they're lacking any spark, he's the guy. He's the guy that you get him established and everything else seems to get better. And that's exactly what happened today. You get Travis Kelsey going, and then once he got going, Tyreek Hill got going, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, certainly there are other ways to stretch the offense. I would have liked to seen, again, a little bit more balance in the play call, but that's something. Defensively, we saw a team that had fits and starts, a, a couple of PBUs that actually were pretty nice plays, but a lot of confusion as well. Some guys that, uh, whatever the blitz package was, we saw Traverse Ward come a lot. We saw some other kind of sugars that, that didn't work out, but a lot of confusion I felt in the secondary. Was this just the rush to uh, you know adapt and, and put new plays in or, or was this just a breakdown personnel wise? That's a good question. Cause I'm, I'm not real sure right now. I mean, I'll have to see a little bit more of this and, and see what the coaches have to say, what the, what they think about it. Um, Spagnolo really kind of lived and died by the blitz today. And the problem was, is that he, yeah, they got there a little bit. Um, Traverse Ward came really close. At least he affected one pass that still was completed. Um, but you know, they they weren't really productive off the blitz. I mean, their best pass rush of the day was really when they weren't blitzing. And it was just, you know, Frank Clark and Chris Jones doing what they do. Um, and then and when they were blitzing, 
they gave up a few too many big plays off short passes. You know, they, they, they missed timed a couple of blitzes with some screen plays that really hit big for the Panthers. And that's why, I mean, you know, with, with, with Bridgewater and, and McCaffrey, Blitzing as much as they did today seems like it's a little bit of a risk, and it's a risk to me that didn't pay off a lot. And that's really concerning because Kansas City has not been getting great pressure on the quarterback. Uh, Frank Clark did get a big sack today. He got really close getting to two more on the same series, uh, and they really stifled the Carolina Panthers in the third quarter. And then all of a sudden, everything changed in the fourth quarter, and that was kind of concerning as well. I do think that this defense is going to continue to get better. I hope that this week off that they're getting ready to have is going to help them uh, continue to improve because I think they really need to get uh, to where they're a little bit better than the, what they were today. Really quick, though, while we still have you, Matt, who did you who would you give your game ball to? I mean, I think it's an easy one for me. I mean, Travis Kelsey. I mean, when when the offense wasn't being able to get anything done, he was there um, making big plays, getting yards after catch, everything that was tough. I mean, it wasn't easy for him today. Uh, he made it look easy, though. And so uh, to me, I mean, I think that's a slam dunk. Ryan, who you got? You know, at, at the end of the day, you can't get anything done anywhere without the quarterback. And as much as I wish he would have protected himself a little bit better, I think an, another game, four touchdowns, zero interceptions for Patrick Mahomes, despite getting off to a pretty slow start for him, at least. Uh, I will still leave it with him and, and think that he recovered pretty well. Yeah, and I think that's a good call. Uh, Patrick, I thought, played pretty well after the slow start and after not getting on the same page with Tyree Kill. You know, honestly, I have to give my game ball, I think, to Tyree Kill, mainly because with as much as he seemed to struggle in the first half on getting on the same page with Patrick Mahomes, he ended up making Carolina pay and pay a lot in the second half, and that he really was one of the bigger reasons that they were able to get a win in this game, in my opinion. Yeah, and they all need it. This has been such a strange season for teams that had buys and then lost them, uh, had them show up prematurely. For the Chiefs to get to this point, nine games in, and have their standard scheduled bye week and be able to approach it, despite having a couple of COVID blips this last week, hopefully they get Rick Burkholder back, get everybody healthy before they get some extra time off. I appreciate everything that they're doing. It is a struggle. We're going to have a lot of content this week. We'll get back with Matt. Uh, after this game and get into some of the details about where they take the next step forward. This is where we saw the team really move last season. And I do have to throw this out there really quick because I was curious, Matt, it does look like your game ball going to Travis Kelsey. He is right now on pace for 1,367 yards at tight end on the season. That's insane. Hey, if he can get that record back from George Kittle, I think he'd be pretty happy about that. Yeah, I'm not sure what that record is. I know what you're talking about, but I think he's going to have a really good chance to get it with the way he's playing right now. I think so, too. I'm looking forward to seeing it happen. Matt, thanks for all your time today. Guys, take care. Folks, we appreciate your time as well. Thanks for listening to us today. We'll check you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.